The accounts you'll hear on Parsha Stories are original adaptations of the weekly Parsha. Enjoy! Now you get to learn them all over again. You'll find out what happened when Moshe died and how Yehoshua led the tribes. Things aren't always what they seem when you're reading Sefer Devarim. This week's Parsha is Rosh Hashanah. And that's because this year the holiday of Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbat. And so we take a detour off of our normal Torah reading cycle for Rosh Hashanah. And the Torah readings can be found in Parshat Vayera. So to learn about those readings, you can go back into the archives and find Parshat Vayera. But on Shabbat, on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we will read an incredible story from Sefer Shmuel Aleph, from the first book of Shmuel, as part of the Haftarah. And this story really connects deeply, not only to the themes of Rosh Hashanah, but to an incredible message of the day and this time of year. And the story begins with a man named Elkanah, who was married to two women named Hana and Penina. Now, remember, back then it was allowed for men to be married to two women, that is no longer allowed, but at the time it was. In fact, the first time that we really see that is with Abraham and his wife Sarah, and he also has an acceptable relationship with Hagar, and we learn about that relationship in the Torah reading of Rosh Hashanah. But Elkanah had his two wives, Hannah and Penina, and they were very different. Hannah was his favorite wife who he loved to spend time with, but she did not have any children. Penina, on the other hand, was someone who he cared for, though he really favored Hannah, and Penina is the one who has children, kind of like in the story of Leah and Rachel that you can listen back to in Parshat Vayeshev. Now, as could be expected, Elkanah's two wives don't really get along because one has children, the other doesn't, but one is favored while the other is less favored. And so Penina, it's told, used to taunt Hannah and make her feel very bad and say things like, oh, how are your kids doing? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot. You don't have any children. Me and my children are just here enjoying some of this wonderful meat that Elkanah, my husband, has prepared for me. And Hannah would get so upset, and Elkanah would come to her and say, Hannah, Hannah, she's just messing with you. You know that you're my favorite. You don't have to be upset. I can spend time with you. You don't need children. I would love to spend as much time with you as you would like. And Hannah said, no, no, Elkanah, thank you, I love you, but it's not good enough. I need to have children. And Elkanah felt badly, and Elkanah used to go to Shiloh, which is where the temple nearby in their land of Ephraim was held. And he would go to the temple, and he would go to the priest there, Eli, and he, Elkanah would say to Eli, Eli, please make a sacrifice on my behalf 
and asked that Hannah can become pregnant. And every year they would do this and they would go up and Ellie would make sacrifices on behalf of Elkanah, who was doing it on behalf of Hannah, and nothing was happening. Until, finally, one year, Hannah says, Elkanah, I don't want you to make this sacrifice on my behalf. I don't want you to bring this to Ellie. I need to speak to God. And I need to speak to God from my deepest soul, from my pain. Because you are such a loving husband, Elkanah, trying to help me. But it is my prayers that need to be heard from God. And so Hannah started to pray in the temple. And she was praying very loudly and her body was shaking and she was crying and she was saying words but her lips weren't moving. She was speaking to God but not actually speaking. And the words of her prayer were as follows. She said, Oh Lord, if you would just look at how much I am suffering, please remember me and don't forget me. And if you will grant me, who is your servant, a child, then I will dedicate him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor shall ever touch his head, meaning I won't ever give him a haircut. And she prays these words from her deepest soul. And Ellie, watching her, is concerned. Because he's never seen anybody pray like this. It used to be that if you wanted to ask God for something, you would bring a sacrifice with the Kohen at the temple. That was the way that God had laid it out in the Torah, vis-a-vis Moshe and Aaron and all of that. And this way that Hannah was praying was a way that no one had ever prayed before, just with her fullest heart, praying to God, asking God's help. And it was so weird to Ellie that he went up to her and said, Hannah, are you okay? Did you, uh, you know, have a little too much to drink? Maybe you're acting very strange. And she said, drink? No, 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 no. That would be something I would do if I was happy. I am devastated, Ellie. I am heartbroken. The more and more that I think about it, my life is in shatters without a child, and I would do anything for a child. And at that moment, Ellie understands. Oh, wow, that is prayer. When we believe something so deep in our heart and we're able to articulate it, whether it comes through as words out of our mouths or as tears, it says in our tradition that God understands all languages. And an incredible thing happens. Ellie says, go in peace and I'm going to pray for you as well. I'm going to pray that the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. And then, sure enough, it says, Vayiskareha Adonai. And God remembered her. God took note of her and granted her a son. And she was so happy to have a son 
She named him Shmuel, like the word Shamael. God has heard the prayers that I've been praying. And that phrase that the Tanakh uses when it says, Vayiskareha Adonai, that God remembered her, is a callback to the fact that the holiday of Rosh Hashanah is known as Yom Hazikaron, the day where God takes note of us, the day where God remembers us. Because Hannah, who becomes our role model for prayer, especially now that we live in a time when there are no sacrifices, that there is no Mishkan, that there is no temple, that there are no priests that are bringing these sacrifices on our behalf, now prayer has to be from the heart, with words, with tefillot, with tears sometimes. And we see in the story of Hannah that her deep, deep prayers to God bring about one of the great Navis, one of the great prophets of our tradition, Shmuel, who has two books of the Tanakh named for him, Shmuel Aleph, which this story is from, and Shmuel Bet, which has many other stories as well, including ones about David HaMelech. And so, my friends, I pray with all of you that just as Hannah's prayers were heard by God, just as God took note of Hannah and remembered her and helped to bring her dreams and her deepest hopes for a better life, God helped her bring her prayers into reality. I hope and pray that on this Rosh Hashanah that God will take note of all of us and that God will remember all of us and note us in the book of life and not just the book of living but the book of a good meaningful fulfilled life with prayers for a shana tova umetuka a good sweet year that is full of goodness and sweetness on behalf of all of us at Schechter, we wish you a Shana Tova Umituka, and we look forward to a wonderful year of learning Torah with you, starting in next week's podcast, Parsha. Shana Tova and Shabbat Shalom, everyone.